Alrighty, we are back with another episode of JR Takes. Uh, it was not a pretty one, Ryan. In fact, I feel like we won the game, but we didn't. Like, that's how we played. I feel like we just, for like 54 minutes, eh, 50, 50, like 7 minutes of the game, we were playing better, and then we just didn't. We were in the lead for like literally 58 and a half minutes yeah. of this game. But real quick, one bit of good news out of the way, because I'm not going to have a lot of good news in this podcast. We just got these new JR Take Sportscast shirts, courtesy of our wonderful, wonderful friend Michael Gundrum. He's a graphic designer. Yeah. And, yeah, no, uh, they're, they're really sick. They're really comfy. And uh, got, the, got the logo on the back there. Yes, I yes. Think, I think you're gonna, we're going to be seeing these like every podcast. Oh yes, yeah. We we make it a whole, make it a whole line of them going. Could oh be, yeah, could be for sale as some merch for those of you listening and watching out there. And yeah, pretty stoked about it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really awesome. It was, I didn't even know he was making them, so that was pretty cool. I mean, until he already made them. Yeah, I, I knew they were coming eventually, but. but yeah, they look great. They feel great. They are awesome. Yeah, yeah. And with that out of the way. This was fucking terrible. And I <laughs> predicted on the last podcast, like, I thought we were going to win. And the amount of things that had to go wrong for us to not win in this game, the list is so long, it's astonishing. Because we, we, should, we, should, we won this game. Yeah. In every aspect but that one little point that the Rams had more than us, which I know is fucking dumb. But holy shit, the amount that had to go wrong for them to walk out of there with a win them being the Rams is it's just it's hard to wrap your mind around it and it's I feel like this is like the ninth week in a row I've come on here and talked about the penalties the untimely mistakes the drops the jumping off sides the holding the missing tackles I mean we let fucking there's so many levels to go through here but let's let's just start with first things first so Start off the game looking fantastic. Once again, there's this is like the ninth game this year where we've just driven right down the field, looked like a fantastic top-tier offense. We score on a great throw and catch to DK Metcalf after a drive of mixing in the run and pass, mixing up the receiver that we're targeting, and it's looking great. The Rams get out there. They really can't do a whole lot against our defense, and you know we get the ball back. We score again. It's a field goal. Same thing. Stop the Rams, get the ball back. Get into scoring position, and we have penalties back us up, and we're kicking another field goal. So this very could have this could have very easily started off as a 21 to nothing lead for Seattle. We were right. absolutely dominating this game in every facet, but the scoreboard, once again. It's unbelievable. But when you let a team hang around like this this is what can happen and this has been a it was almost a problem against the commanders it was almost a problem against the browns it finally came back to haunt us today or yesterday rather and i i don't really know who to point the finger at here because there's there's so many mistakes you have will disley dropping a pass to start the second half that would have for sure gone for a first down you have Countless experienced players either jumping off sides, false starting, holding, like Colby Parkinson held on an awesome play with Charbonnet. Uh, Kenneth Walker goes down, which was a factor in this game for sure. But then 
Tariq Woolen, how many times are you going to get a hands-to-the-face penalty? Because I, I, it's ticky-tacky, I agree, but they're calling it this year. Yeah, well, real quick, uh, there was some bad... There were some bad calls in that. Uh, get, hold on one second. Yeah, the refs. You want to just? Yeah, can we'll just. I'll just edit this part out. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, jumping back. Maybe I'll into leave it, it. in. <laughs> it might be kind of funny. <laughs> jumping back into it, the referees can get fucked. You guys are doing such a fucking terrible job this year. Every goddamn game, week in and week out, big third down stop. Oh. Bullshit defensive flag. The flag against uh, Witherspoon. It was, it was on Witherspoon against Pukunakua. Yeah, uh, okay. He just fell down. Pukunakua so. trips over his dumbass feet, and Witherspoon just happens to be behind him, and he gets flagged on a third down stop, giving them first and goal to one, essentially giving them a four four extra points in a game the Rams won by one goddamn point. You cannot make that call. Yeah, <clears throat> the Rams jumped off sides clearly clearly on one of our drives in the second half no flag inexplicable you call us on every single fucking ticky tacky hold imaginable in the universe the rams literally tackle devin witherspoon on a big run play right in front of a ref flag stays in the pocket it's just it's so ridiculous like i can understand if a call doesn't go our way where it's like 50 50 but the amount of just clear, obvious misses by the officials in the NFL this year, it's fucking unacceptable. Yeah, I had a bad feeling because I was watching the condensed game this morning, and I think there was, uh, it was like 11 minutes left in the fourth. We had just picked the ball off. Mm-hmm. And like you look at that score, it almost reminded me of the Super Bowl against the Patriots. I was like, I don't love that we're winning by nine. I know we have the ball, but yeah. we better not go three and out or do what we did. And of course, we had Drew Locke in the game, so it just—it was the perfect, like you said, it was the perfect storm. Everything had to go. Everything had to go wrong. Yeah, uh, and I mean, and it that's did. not even. Uh, let's let's talk in this. Let's talk about the coaching staff. I think I've gotten on the players enough already, because uh, they made a lot of mistakes, but. What do we do in rotating offensive linemen in and out of the game when they're all healthy? Like, there's this thing called rhythm and chemistry that you need to have the same five <laughs> on the field consistently at the same time. Jason Peters is a great story. I don't give a fuck. If you start him, play him the whole game. Yeah. Damian Lewis, Phil Haynes, if you start him, play him the whole game. Those guys both look like they're better suited to work at a fucking Taco Bell right now, by the way, <laughs> than block for anyone. They cannot create any holes in the run game and phil haynes whipped so bad on aaron donald which again i kind of put that in coaching just double team him like don't put phil haynes sucks. are you talking about when gino got hurt yes that's what yeah. i mean like you trusted a shitty guard to block the greatest defensive lineman maybe ever i don't think it's an exaggeration to throw that statement out there for fucking aaron donald i hate him but he's awesome <laughs> Uh, and look what happened. Gino gets hurt. He gets hit so hard in his tricep, he can't even extend his arm. And all of a sudden, Drew Locke's in there, and the guy can't pick up a fucking first down to save his life. I don't want to be too hard on Drew Locke because he's a backup for a reason. And I think, you know, this game is a pretty good chunk of evidence that it should remain that way. And the calls for him to come in were just emotional and not logical. Um,. I will say 
the first throw he uh, tried to hit JSN on, JSN's got a he's got to break inside more to the open space on on that that deep post over the middle. His his uh, interception wasn't that on third down. It was. So it was kind of like a punt. It, it, it was, as far as interceptions go, like there's many worse interceptions that have been thrown. I wasn't that mad about that. I was more just, um, I don't know. I I was saying this to you earlier. I wasn't really even mad during the game. I was just more like, I feel like what's going to happen is going to happen, and it did. And we we lost a game, and I that I had a bad feeling of. And I'm hoping that we look back at this game and. Uh, we look back on it for good reasons, not for like, that's the game we dropped and we our season's over now because of that game. It came back to bite us, but I, I don't know. I think we're a young team, like I said, um, and Devin Witherspoon got, he just, he just got screwed by the refs in that puka call. That really changed the outcome of the game. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. If you want to blame this game on the refs, I go right ahead. Is that the one at the end zone? Yes. Yeah. Um, that one was... That really was the biggest call of the game. Even that you heard the announcer, and the announcers don't do this that much, and they're like, yeah. that was a bad call. Well, I think so, that might have been Matt Ryan, too, which, and, like, yeah. and, shout out for being objective. Something. And also, like, I know that we... <laughs> keep going, keep going. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what was my train of thought there? Um, talking about the Puka Nakua penalty. Yeah, um, on first glance, like, my brother was like, oh, yeah, you can't, like, bring him to the ground, dude. I saw that, too. And then we watched the replay, and it's like, that wasn't what happened. So it's like, we have replay for a reason to correct missed calls like that. They need to change. They need to fundamentally change the way pass interference is called. Because it's it's fucking ridiculous. Like, the, the no calls, when they should be called, are egregious. And the calls when they happen, it's bigger. It's almost bigger than the catch being made sometimes because of the emotional impact it has. It mm-hmm. pisses everyone off. You know, it's, it's it's a huge penalty. Like, here's one thing they could do immediately to make it easier: just have it be a 15-yard penalty, like they do in college. The yeah. spot foul, it it's bullshit. You're being over rewarded for it. And number two. I thought it was a great move that we made it reviewable a couple seasons ago, and. The execution for that change was horrific, so they got rid of it. No, we we need to we need to have like Mike Pereira get get him out of retirement. Have him just watch the game, and if there's an egregious call like that, like have it be reviewable. It needs to be rectified. Yeah, like it it's just and I don't think I'm in the I don't care what NFL team you're a fan of. You got to agree with what I'm saying here because every team is getting fucked over by it. It just changes. You know, week to week, the, whoever gets fucked over the most by this terrible penalty that exists in this league. Yeah, I agree with your 15-yard uh, penalty. I was thinking about, because I think we were talking about that the other day, Colby, why it's 15 yards in college and why it's oh. spot of the foul in the NFL. And I think it's because being in the NFL, you have to play better defense than you did in college. So it's like... I think the, it should be 15 yards. I don't know. What do you guys Yeah, think? well, I, that's I, what we're saying is yeah. like... It's, that's what we're saying is like... I mean, I get why it's spot of the foul because you need to play better defense, but the the game is already so in favor of the offense. I know already that's... that maybe we do need to dial it back and maybe help out the defense a little bit. Even though the defense is this year, we've 
the narrative has been they're playing better than they have in years. Yeah, um, but I think it's, it's still outrageous for for someone to get ninety yards on a, possibly a ticky tacky uh, pass interference. That, that probably that... is nobody can throw it ninety yards. But I understand or, what you mean. You yeah, know, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like, it's, it's a huge play. It's over rewarding a mistake by the defense. Yeah, you know, like for the, in the, favor of the offense. The fact that you that. It, the play exists in football where you can just strategically throw a Hail Mary in hopes yeah. of getting a pass interference so and you can get it down at the one and then yeah. run it and in. And if the, if the receiver just goes like this, even if they weren't touched like Puka did, then okay, like they just get a flag for bitching. It's, it's terrible. It's yeah. horrible for the sport. It makes it fucking unwatchable. Yeah, so 15 yards. They, they just, they got to make a change, man. Like it's, it's not an uncommon sentiment amongst the NFL fandom, too. Like, everyone hates it. So, Goodell, go fuck yourself <laughs> or make a change. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Did, sorry, did, uh, did I remember we were talking about this after the game. Did Pete Carroll say anything about the refs? He did. In, uh, he on the did. Brock and Salk show, he said that that Puka penalty was, like, unacceptable. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's because it, it was. Is he going to get fined? I don't Who cares? Honestly, okay. like yeah. P. Carroll, P. Carroll has so much money. Like, just that yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like if their only response, if the league's only response is to find P. Carroll, like, well, you know where we stand. Roger Goodell is public enemy number one. Like, he's, he's in charge of this product. So. <clears throat> well, and I was kind of thinking uh, about like all these injuries from Thursday night games and shit like that. They should also just add another bye week to the schedule why yeah, not or like why don't we just move like why don't we have it be friday night football like yeah is that what's what is so difficult about scheduling that that's impossible like just give even just another day rest would help a lot you know yeah Where he, this, these are human beings we're talking about yeah i definitely don't want to get rid of thursday night football because we all need it like, i mean it's who, who are we kidding we all want it and need it as a like, fan <laughs> as a fan yeah absolutely but the product has been dog shit yeah but uh, if you change often thursday to friday then we're still getting that game yeah but i also just think like there are so many injuries this year like adding another bye week that also everyone will finally get their re- their wish of the super bowl landing on president's weekend or whatever and then we would get that monday off so it's like yeah it would just be the the answer, and I'm not saying that injuries would go away, but it would definitely help to have another week of rest. I agree, and it'd make the season longer. Yep, full, everything about it would be there. would be good. But there's a couple more things I want to talk about with this Rams game before we move on, though, because I'm not done. Um, <laughs> this coaching staff is really starting to frustrate me, man. Like, why the fuck? Are we playing Frank Clark for like 75% of the snaps? And our rookie second-round draft pick gets six snaps. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Derek Hall. Frank Clark looks like he should be in a retirement home, dude. He is worthless out there. You know who his stats are for the season with us? Three tackles on like 200 snaps and three (laughs) missed tackles. None of which, like, he is worse than no player being present. Like, I I knew losing Uchenna was going to be bad. I didn't know it would be this bad. It, it, that position, whoever is playing opposite Boye, 
when we don't move Draymond outside, which is a good coaching decision. Uh, but yeah, when Frank Clark is in there, it's horrible. Daryl Taylor can't stop the run. And Derek Hall, I don't know what's going on with him. Like, he's not getting on the field, and he hasn't been good when he's on the field. But I'd rather have our rookie, you know, second-round high draft pick be out there and making some mistakes than just some useless player. Like, and I, I'm sorry to be so mean to Frank Clark, but <laughs> dude, have you watched him? Uh, I can't say that I that he stood out to he's me. He's a fucking liability, man. He, Better. he, he can't do anything. <clears throat> he's getting outran by fucking 35-year-old Matt Stafford. Well, I mean, if we're still choosing to play him over, I mean, we're still choosing to play him over the rookie, and that's got to we were speak, choosing to speak play, for something. We were choosing to play Bruce Irvin over Boye Mafe late into last, last season. Look at what Boye Mafe is now. Granted, he wasn't at that level yet, but I just maybe feel like, Derek Hall's the same same type of player where he's a raw you, piece you and can't, just you can't look at the body of work that Frank is putting out. Like, dude, a fucking replacement level player would be better than what we're seeing out of Frank. Maybe it's a case of we paid him a lot of money, so we gotta play him a lot. How, how old is? Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to make sense of it. And I'm I'm just gonna disagree with whatever you say, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can't be convinced that it's a good idea by anything. Okay. So that's sorry. fine. That's fine. No, that's, that's that's fine. I I don't really. I mean, I'm not that much of a Frank Clark. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna die on this ship with him. I, I will abandon him at some point. <laughs> Props for you know giving the other side case on that on that front though i just uh, i don't know i he's been on the team what two games yeah i don't know two or three yeah it's all been bad give give him time give him time Mm. uh but the last guy i want to talk about (laughs) how no i I can look this up too but you know off the cuff uh, off the cuff how old he how old frank clark is he's like the same age as tyler lockett so like 31 30 something like that but uh, the I the number one person I'm putting the blame on for this game is Shane Waldron. His his inability to adapt to the flow of a game after the first couple drives is maddening. We went one for twelve on third down after that first drive. What are you fucking calling, dude? Are you playing Madden? Like, come on, like we're it's third and two. It's third and two. We We've did lose Ken Walker. Ball. Great. Just hold, let me finish. It is third and two. We run a route with no players going over the middle of the field at all, and there's no check down on third and two. Why do you need fucking 40 yards on third and two? Just just get it. Every single third and short we had, and we had like six of them, we passed the ball. And on only one of them did we do a play action. So we're doing straight dropbacks on third and short when we've been running the ball okay. Like, Come on, man. We we need like we can't win any games against anyone. We just played a very mediocre team and fucking lost. Granted, we nearly made a 55-yard field goal to to win the game, but still, it shouldn't even have been close. And a big part of it is we're not extending drives. We're one first down in the fourth quarter probably wins us this game. That's the difference between winning and losing in this game is just extending one drive for a minute and 45 seconds longer. That is on Shane Waldron. He has got to figure this thing out. He has got to get better to adjusting to the game as it, you know, 
requires. Um, I think he's done a good job designing plays this year. I think he's done a good job with like the first 15 play script. But it's like as soon as we get past that, how many second halves this year have we not scored a touchdown? I don't have the number in front of me, but it's probably over half the games we've played. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I've I've noticed the eye test, and it's Gino. It's it's Gino and him together. They're not they're not making plays happen. They're first of all the fact that we neglect the <clears throat> fact that we're dropping back and when we're playing against Aaron Donald and we're not using the play action is a little mind boggling. It seems like you give me the give me the playbook and the headset and I'm gonna call those plays. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to to know that or like run away from him not directly at the only good player on that defense yeah and i again don't know why if we are gonna go out of the shotgun why don't we do the my favorite offensive plays is the the peyton manning slants over the middle why don't we do that more like gino i feel like would be good at that he's tall yeah he's accurate yeah we We have... have the receivers to play in the slot and make those even jake bobo like he's a really good short area quickness which is weird for a guy it's like 6'4 207 but yeah he's got a big body slants where you're putting it right on him that's a safe play that should get you four to six yards every time yeah and why, just... why don't we even try it like it's not like we have five foot ten russell wilson that you know has a hard time seeing those plays gino's like six four yeah like he can do that. I know that that's been my biggest gripe on the offense since the the season has started. Is like th- those are easy plays to to make. Those are easy completions mm-hmm. over the middle. Like Brock Purdy can is like the god of doing that. Yeah, it's like we only try the difficult, long developing, like low percentage throws. That's like ninety percent of our pass plays after this after halftime for some reason. Like, yeah, I would love it if he turned into check down Charlie and that's how we beat every team. Like, yeah, isn't that's, that annoying? That's how when... every team beats us. <laughs> like fucking a. <laughs> so yeah, I I gotta be honest. You know, Shane has been very up and down as a as a play caller, but it's costing us games. You only get seventeen of these things, and you you can't you cannot go half a game without getting a fucking first down on third down and expect to win the game. And I I put the blame squarely on him. Like, Drew Locke, the guy that hasn't really played at all this season and has never really shown anything that great in the NFL and we're mostly dropping back to pass when we need just first downs to ice the game. Are you fucking on PCP? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> What are we fucking doing, man? Yeah. <clears throat> I think, again, though, the Kenneth Walker going down, that really hurt that sort of script. I, I agree. I agree. But, I mean, it's not like Sharp is a bum. I think Charbonnet has looked really good for most yeah, of Yeah, I, I agree. Um, just just that, that Kenneth Walker went down, I think, yeah. is he's more important to our offense than we than we realize when he's not there. So it's a shame we activated D Eskridge instead of Kenny McIntosh for this. Uh, yeah. Is, is he healthy or was he, he a healthy scratch? Pete Carroll already said he's playing Thursday. Cool. I think he's doing that as a reaction to the Kenneth thing. Cause Kenneth is probably at least going to miss this 49ers game. Probably the Dallas game too, which is a huge bummer. That's going to be tough to win those games without him. It was going to be tough to win those games with him. 
Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm fucking done talking about this Rams game. I I got my hate out, so I feel better. Yeah. But that was bad, and we needed it. Getting to seven and three, going into this four game stretch of 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles, that would have been huge. That would have virtually locked up a playoff spot because you if we still have a two game lead in the wild card standings, unbelievably. But you look at those teams. Who's behind us? Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, by some weird tiebreaker that I don't understand, is behind us. So they're the seventh seed right now. And then you have Green Bay, the Rams, uh, Atlanta, and the Buccaneers. They're all kind of floating around. A they're all six. bad. And I'm they, not worried about them. And they all play each other. So they're yeah. like eight and nine might get you a playoff spot this year in the NFC. So the, I think we're going to see that more often than not with this 17 game season. Mm-hmm. You'll just have teams below a 500. Especially record. with just how mediocre the NFC is. And it, there's not a lot. There's not very quick fixes to most of these teams mediocrity so but yeah the afc is just much much stronger mm-hmm. than the nfc right now um but yeah uh this was a huge opportunity missed and it i hope it doesn't come back to bite us at the end of the year but we are not going to be favored in a game until we play the titans more than likely <sighs> so it is it is do or die and we are heading into the gauntlet how do you think this 49ers game is going to go I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> I we're probably gonna lose, but I want to believe that we're not. I don't know. I just I want to believe we're gonna win. I just I'm like putting a mask on and crying behind it. You yeah. know, it's like it's it's hard to to say after what I watched yesterday that we're gonna beat the fucking 49ers, like especially with. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant throwing for three fucking touchdowns and just absolutely carving up whoever that I already forgot who they played yesterday. The Buccaneers, but, but I mean, yeah. they suck. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not so, impressed by what the 49ers did yesterday. I'm just like, yeah, they are a very, they're a very well coached team. They're playing like they were playing at the beginning of the season again, and Purdy's been on target. They got one of the best run games in the league, and they got one of the best defenses in the league. And what do you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I, uh, I think we lose. I think it's. I hate to say that, but trying to be realistic. I think we lose twenty-eight, twenty-four. Mm. I think if Geno plays, because he's going to be questionable, likely this week. We have a chance. I think if Drew Locke plays, this may be this may be a very bad ending to our Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> um, it, it could get ugly in a fucking hurry. I mean, you saw what they did against the Steelers earlier this year. Against uh, the Jags. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is a hell of a quarterback, and they made him look like a baby wavy. So this this defensive line, especially with the addition of Chase Young, like it's kind of just like fucked up. And yeah, the secondary is a weakness of this 49ers team, especially with uh, Hufunga or whatever, however the fuck you say his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's out for the year, torn ACL. Yeah. So that's that's a huge hit to an already not fantastic secondary, but their linebackers and just their front seven is so fucking good. They've really masked that weakness for a lot of this year. I, I think we have the receivers to 
to make some plays against them. But with the way our offensive line has been playing, it's like, what does it matter how good our receivers are if in two seconds Geno's getting sacked? Yeah. And that's been our biggest problem for a lot of these games that we've lost lost this year, including uh, yesterday. So I can't look at you and think of a logical reason why we would win this game other than we're at home and it's a short week and it's prime time and vibes. I don't know. <laughs> Pete Carroll, hey, we beat the Saints, the defending Super Bowl champion Saints. That's why I said I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Because – I feel like we could win for no fucking reason at all. Just come out and look really good. Yeah. We also are really good in prime time at home. We just always have been in, yeah. in tough games. Um, yeah, we beat the Super Bowl champion Eagles in 2017 at home <clears throat> in a year where we couldn't beat the fucking Redskins and Cardinals at home and miss the playoffs. So, like, yeah, r- random shit happens in the, in the NFL, and this has been one of the most random years I've ever watched in the mm-hmm. NFL. So... Stranger things have happened, but yeah, I I I feel like we're gonna lose this like thirty one to thirteen, to be honest. That's my prediction. That's well, I that, hope I'm wrong. That's why I was giving us it's a four point margin, because I think we will come out and play well. And if we lose, I think it will be close. But I don't know. I just yeah. I think I think we'll come out hot. I hope so. With a fire in our gut. We gotta be way better on third down on both sides of the ball and we have to convert the field goals into touchdowns and we have a chance mm-hmm. and we have to play exponentially cleaner <clears throat> with our penalties. I think if we commit three penalties, we lose this game. I think if we have one turnover, we lose this game. I think if we miss one field goal or extra point, we lose this game. That's how yeah. thin the margin's going to be. So yeah, <laughs> yep, it's going to be a tough one. But, uh, yeah, uh, we got a short week, so a lot of these questions will be answered in just a couple days here, and I hope we'll have some better news for our likely second podcast this week. Yeah. Uh, this weekend. And that's that's pretty much all I got for this one. Yeah, yeah. Just hopefully we can come out with a fire in our gut and uh, beat Mr. Irrelevant, make him Mr. Extremely Irrelevant. He's better buckle up. Alright, that's it. Let's get out of here.